If you were looking for career advice from a career coach and he had led teams that have placed over 6,000 pros in 21 industries, worked at the largest Fortune 500 recruitment firm in the world, was responsible for over $50 million of placements of executives, and was one of the top recruiters recognized nationally while serving in the United States Army, you'd probably say he's qualified. This is the Executive Career Upgrades Podcast. Career competition is fierce. If you're a director, a VP, or an executive, this podcast is for you. This is the Executive Career Upgrades Podcast. And this is your host, Tim Madden. All right. Hope everyone is doing well. Hey, welcome to the Executive Career Upgrades Podcast with your host, Tim and and the beautiful Christina Madden. Hey, if you don't know us, we help those targeting six figures and multiple six figures find jobs they love quickly in corporate America. Hey, we go live each week inside the Executive Career Network, which is the fastest growing career network on Facebook. We're at now 8,500 members across the globe who are directors, VPs, and executives. Hey, if you're watching in the Executive Career Upgrade Live, let me know in the comments and on LinkedIn and on YouTube. And hey, after we're done, we upload to everywhere on the internet. Do me a favor if you're listening on Spotify or iTunes. Hey, leave us a review if we give you anything valuable today. And I know we're going to. Hey, it helps get this message out to other professionals looking to accelerate their careers. So, hey, if you have a friend, family member who struggles with our topic today, share this information with them. Congratulations, before we get started, to all, to all members of the Executive Career Upgrades program who got offers last week. I think there were about six professionals we helped get offers from 200K to 450K. So, if that was you and you're tuning in, hey, congratulations. If you need help in your career... Because why would people need help in their career, Christina? What are some reasons that 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 people schedule calls with us? Hey, if you're feeling very stuck in your career, we hear that word come up a lot. You can't grow. You're not fully utilized. You're being capped on your potential, right? There's always the earning problem. We're going to talk about some money stuff today. Um, not being paid your worth. You're just simply miserable. I mean, the list really does go on and on. You're not landing interviews. You don't know how to negotiate your salary. Guys, really, I could go on and on about this all day. But those are a few reasons. Can you still hear me? I can now. Yeah, you cut out for a sec. I think the the last one you forgot you were going to say is the most Probably it happens every time. Hey, Christina, I keep applying for jobs and nobody, nobody does what, Christina? And nobody calls us back, right? That's probably the number one thing we get from our clients because, hey, let's be honest again before we get started. If you're targeting a job, making 250, 350, 400, it is severely unlikely you're going to go over to Indeed, submit an app, and some CEO is going to call you with your dream job, right? So hey, ghosted by recruiters. Yeah. If you need help in your career, go on over to execupgrades.com backslash podcast, schedule a call with our team so we can see, hey, where are you at? Where are you trying to go? Where's the gap? And see if we can help you accelerate your career. So let's get started on today's topic. Probably one of our most, I mean, me and Christina. Christina, how often do we talk about money? 
every single day. What do you need money for? You need money for housing. Car Let's talk about the basics. Housing, cars, food. Can you guys believe it? You have to have money for that stuff. Education, yeah. resources. And then you get into some of the things that are designed around your lifestyle. Like, what do yeah. you want? Exactly. Hey, rent, gas, sending your kids to college, right? You need money for everything on this planet. So that is the topic this week, episode 49, Master Your Money Mindset and Earn More. Christina, why don't you kick us off? You seem to need more money now than ever, guys. So No kidding. Let's talk about that for a second. Man, I, we went to fill up our cars, remember? It was $5 a gallon here in Florida. And if you got, you got premium gas, you got a, you, you know, we have like two SUV type vehicles. It's $110 to fill it up. You want to take a vacation, right? What about if you want to buy a house? I mean, you could, the, the housing oh, that you man. Yeah. Let's say, let's say your guys' target. I mean, let's just say your your budget was used to be four fifty, guys. Those houses are getting into like the million dollar range, at least down here and in several other states. So yeah, well, and and add the APR six percent almost. That's like significant. And the same thing, uh, Christina just approved for me to get a new vehicle. So thank you, Christina. I appreciate it. Hey, I was thinking about buying it, but then I said, even with phenomenal credit, because me and Christina have been responsible right to buy a new car right now even with excellent credit okay that the apr was still 5.5 percent crazy so i decided to lease it so you need more money so master your money mindset and earn more start us off now christina sorry <laughs> <laughs> no worries and anybody hey working on your credit that's a big topic um yeah. i don't really know if i'm supposed to be promoting this but lexington law can really help you out get that posted yep. write that down lexington not affiliated with them not affiliated. No reason to tell you guys about that other than they helped us understand everything better. So yep. mindset, obviously everybody usually wants more of it, but nobody wants to talk about it. Tim, you know, makes a lot of jokes in that way. Yep. One of our favorite mentors, Grant Cardone talks about that a lot. If you're not around people talking about it, if you're not willing to talk about it, it's a big, big problem, right? And there's this big story going around in society since we were just very little that you can't make more. It's hard to make more. That wealth and prosperity are only for a select chosen few. Mm -hmm. I have a, a friend that was talking about growing up with money. Uh, on the flip side of this, growing up with money, their families are both medical doctors, and she's like, "Oh my God, how am I ever gonna? How am I ever gonna duplicate this for myself?" So that's that's one side of it. The other side of it is coming from generations of poverty. Now, I would say nine times out of ten. The most successful people I know come from generation after generation of poverty, right? I had to break that cycle, which is not easy to start uncovering your own money mindset. Okay. Now, what is a, what is a money mindset? It's your unique set of beliefs and your attitude about money. Okay. What do you believe? Um, it drives your decisions about money. It drives your ability to save money and handle money and to understand really what you're worth. You know, am I worth this? What do I mean? I'm not good enough, whatever. Um, most people also have a belief lid. We talk a lot about that, about what they think is possible financially. And again, guys, this isn't always just about the dollars because I'm sure somewhere in our heat map of you know international uh, podcast superstars that we are, I'm sure somebody is sitting somewhere thinking, you know what, Christina, I actually don't care that much about that much money. I just want to be happy. Okay, cool. But what about these other goals that don't exactly equate to dollars like charities, 
Okay, your kids, edu- your kids' education. We don't, we don't think about our ability to have these resources and options in life when we need options, right? So the money directly translates to options in your life. Exactly. Options, life experiences. So regardless of how you feel about money, hey, if you want to go somewhere nice and relax a couple times a year, right, that costs money too. And one of the things I wanted to bring up, you, you know, talking about poverty, and l- let's not even say poverty, but let's say lower and middle class professionals, right? Hey, 80% right now of all, of all entrepreneurs who who have hit it big are self-made, which means they did not come from money. So regardless of your situation, no matter if you, if you, if you grew up in the Bronx or you grew up on the, the upper, whatever side of, of New York, Hey, this is important. And one thing Christina said, there's two things I want to bring up before we move forward, Christina comparing yourselves to anybody. Do not compare yourself to your parents. Maybe if they are medical doctors and they have their stuff together, hey, that's great for them. Hopefully they gave you some of the same financial literacy. But regardless of your parents were rich, not rich, et cetera, do not compare yourself to anyone besides your goals, your goals about money, which we're going to talk about soon. And you can't do that if you leave your job because you don't like it and you say, I've been struggling and now I'm going to take a 20, 30, 50% cut because there's just no one hiring, Christina. There's no one out there who's going to hire me. I know I got more experience in the past five years, all these accomplishments, but now I'm going to have to take a step down in in my career. If you're thinking like that, I'm so glad you're listening to this podcast because we need to get your mind right. The world is big and there's a lot of opportunity in the world. Okay. That's one of the most common misconceptions in our ECU community is you that it's you know okay or likely that you will have to take a significant pay cut in order to also have a meaningful, exciting environment at work. It's just not true. And if you believe that pretty firmly, it could be true for you because you won't be able to break through that belief lid. Okay. So people who have a healthy money mindset have goals. Okay. Personal, professional, and financial. Okay. You have to be writing these down a lot and frequently because things change and you achieve certain things. And when you start making more money than you ever have before, okay, now we get to think about where do I put this money? Okay. So you, you have to have goals. You have to have, you know, mentors. Um, we'll get into that in a second, but you also have to have really good thoughts and beliefs about money. Like, Hey, I have the freedom to hear this. Is just some example of some thoughts. Okay. I have the freedom to spend, but I can also tell myself not to purchase. So you got some parameters there. I enjoy helping others who are struggling by giving generously. I do not have to compare myself to others. Like Tim said, and I believe it is possible to achieve my financial goals. And guess what guys, when you finally break through some of these lids, and you realize, okay, I can do more. I can earn more than it is. Then it becomes your duty to do so. Okay. Because it's not only for you and what your goals are, but it's for your family, your community, and so on. This is leadership. This is a leadership topic. Okay. If you're like, whoa, 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 slow down. <laughs> Guys, this is like the reality of the money conversation. Yeah. Once you know more, you can do more. You can earn more. And it's your duty to yourself, to your potential, to your family. So what is one thing that you can do? Read books that influence your mind in a positive way. 
I'm going to uh, suggest a few and then I'll pop them in the chat as well. So there's a leadership speaker named Charles Jones who said, you'll never be the same person in a year as you are today, except for the people you meet and the books you read. Okay. I'll pop the books in in a second. But so many people want to solve problems in their life. They want a more successful job. They want to be a better leader. They want to know how to start a job successfully. They want to know how to get better with their money. Let me be very clear if you take one thing away from this podcast. How can you do that? How can you strive for that as the person you are right now? The only way to get there is one way. You need more information. That is it. Okay. If you don't think in terms of abundance, you need to shift your mindset. You might need a book on, you know, the power of positive thinking by Dr. Norman Vincent. Read it 10 times. It's amazing. Whether it's leadership, like people make life so difficult because when they have these problems, they stay stuck. And then all they do, Christina, is ask other people who are stuck about how to improve their financial situation. Oh, they ask oh, wait, 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 stop there. <laughs> I gotta drive that home, guys. Yeah. You have to ask yourself, where am I getting my financial advice? Mm -hmm. Is it from somebody that I would want to mimic and model their money mindset from? Mm -hmm. And, if, and our mentor even says this, right? What's he say? When you get advice from someone, let's just take business, for example. What's the most they've made annually in a year? Say you're, you're, you're trying to be a CEO. What's the most they've made in the year? What was their biggest exit? What were their biggest accomplishments? If they are at your level, why are you asking them for advice? Make sense? Are you going to ask someone who's broke for financial advice? Or are you going to ask someone who doesn't, you know, is not on par with their fitness for? No, 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 no. So why not make it so easy on yourself and check out some of these international bestsellers on money, how to leverage money. Okay. Some of them are switch on your brain by Carolyn leaf. Love your life, not theirs by yours truly. <coughs> the power of habit by Charles Dugig and the seven habits of highly effective people by Stephen Covey. And if you haven't read that book, read that book immediately. So basically, number one, just to recap, right? You got to read books that are going to influence your mind in a positive way and start thinking about money differently. This all intertwines. Christina, why don't you, um, do you have anything to add? Yeah. So when you're thinking about people, you're taking your advice from, I'm not saying this for all families. Okay. But you're going to find it, especially now, if you're paying attention, paying attention to it, you're going to find it um, tricky when you start listening to just even your own siblings, your parents, not only because everyone's perspective is so multidimensional and coming from a completely different experience, but you're going to find that that you can really clash opinions on that. So sometimes if it's not the right person that's giving great advice, you might as well just cut that out, cut that communication out and save the money talk for the people that understand and have your best interests at heart. Also getting into these conversations can be very dangerous because those beliefs can be projected right into your mind, right into your reality. I always bring up Ryan Stuman and the force of average society and people are very interested and invested in watching you shrink. Not, 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 not intentionally. I'm not saying your family is sitting around wishing you, uh, you know, to not succeed. It's just that they haven't, you know, shot for the goals that you have. 
And you have to be very, very careful about this. And sometimes your success can make people feel small guys. And that's why people get so triggered by this conversation. So save it for the right room and the right people. Like this is a great place to be, to be talking about this and, and just understand that. Yeah. So number two, yep. number two, well, we probably think we're on like five things now, but number two um, is preparing for retirement. Hello, we know retirement's going to take money, right? And I don't know, Tim, you might, you might have a status or a statistic on this, but do you know how well, many here, Here's ready? another thing. Besides your own retirement, right? Maybe you did come up from a lower or middle-class family, okay? When your family gets old, when your mom and dad get old, when your grandpa gets old, right? Do you know how many people, friends now, me and Christina, well, I'm almost 40. Christina's still, you know, 22 years old, of course, right? But no, but hey, it's not only preparing for your retirement. What's going to happen when your mom or dad don't have any money left and they might live 15 more years? Not much can happen without a plan or a vision. So again, just be writing these things down regularly. So when you're preparing for retirement, you need to be able to have a vision and a picture for what it is you want to achieve. Is it just to barely get by and just what quit your job and, uh, you know, do all that? Or, or do you, or do you want to see like your vision in high definition and let that be your motivation as you plan for retirement? What do you want retirement to look like? Because you better start reverse engineering that now and put a number on what you need to be earning. And maybe it's not all just from your annual salary. What if it's your investments? Well, you need the money to do that. The investments, the stock options, like we, I, we are not financial experts by any means in this regard in terms of investments, but you have to start thinking about this. And if you don't have a financial expert in your life, get one for this retirement planning, but you need money and a vision for that. Write this stuff down. Best-selling author Chris Hogan says, if you can see your dream in every detail, if you can truly fix your eyes on it, then I know you can muster up the effort to hit your numbers. And I like this because um, we talk about Brandon Dawson a lot, our mentor. You know, he's told a story about being on his jet and, you know, going to wherever he's going to, you know, speaking engagements. And he'll allow himself to sort of drift off in, into this meditative state and really you know, into this sort of dream state, picturing his goals and he'll just wake up and be like, wow, I was there. Like I could feel it. I could see it. I could taste it. All of the things I'm, I promise you, God, the universe, whatever you believe in makes space for these visions. If you're willing to let your mind go there. Okay. And then by the way, with retirement, you know, if you're still in debt or don't have an emergency fund, having a vision for your retirement is still incredibly motivating. Mm -hmm. It's not too late guys either. So some of you people who are, that I know are already cashing in some of that 401k, there's high urgency, you're bleeding cash. Like it's not too late. Okay. If you're in a mindset that you can't turn this around, you're really going to struggle as well too. It could just be a total nightmare. Down the yeah. Road. A couple okay. more things to think about this. If you don't write it down, if you can't even really think about it or visualize it, you know, if you can't see it, how are you ever going to achieve it? And everyone's ideal situation on this listening in live right now, or, you know, recorded on the internet, everyone's different. My dad, when he retired from the military, he thought he wanted to, he got this awesome RV and he said, dude, I'm traveling across the country. 
and he had a blast doing it. Maybe you want to live on a beach. Maybe you want to go to a different country. Maybe you just want to have an RV and travel, right? Everyone's situation is different. That's why if you don't know your ideal situation, because most of most people listen to this podcast have been in the workforce 20, 30, 40 years, right? If you don't have that ideal situation of what you want to do when you can post on LinkedIn that day, Christina, that says after, after 37 years of da, 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 hey, I'm doing this. Okay. So seeing it is super important. I don't know about you guys, but my retirement plan looks very expensive. It just does. <laughs> and so, you know, immediately what your brain wants to do if you have a big picture is it wants to shrink it and you've got these thoughts flying through your brain at lightning speed telling you that it can't be done or that you got to think smaller <clears throat> to make something happen. It's just not true. So watch it. Watch your, watch your thoughts about money. Money is personal, not relative. So I know Tim touched on this, but comparing yourself to only yourself and capability. It's so easy. It's so easy. Oh, we're doing so good because we have a bigger house than them or they have a bigger house than us or they just got this new car. Don't do that. You guys know who Grant Cardone is, 10X, right? Well, if you ask him, what what is the definition of 10X in one sentence? It's your potential. Okay. So everyone's potential looks a little different, but once you start uncovering what that potential is, again, it's your duty to work toward it. Set those targets really high. And but, it's, but it's, it's not being different. Could be different from the people that Tim just mentioned, your friends, your coworkers, your family. And comparing yourself can really create feelings of lack, envy, despair concerning the state of your finances. And once you have those feelings bubbling up in the body, you cannot, you cannot see clearly. Yeah. What I, sorry, I was interrupting you. I'm sorry. Christy, no, no, no. That's totally my fault. We, we do that a lot, guys. Yeah. When we talk about potential too, here's, here, I just want to be clear on what I mean. Here's where you are. Here's your potential. However, what happens if over the years you reach your potential? Then it's just striving for the next level of your potential, right? There's levels to life, right? There's levels to retirement. There's levels in your career. So, so knowing those, is extremely important. You may see somebody driving the latest car and feel jealousy, but however, what you may not see is they're barely scraping, you know, the money together to even make it. So just, yep. you guys, you guys know that, are, you know, you know, especially with social media guys, like, are you serious? The things yeah. that are on social media, they're the highlight reels. They're these, it's meant to drag you into, I mean, I have to even watch myself, right? We get dragged what in. you don't know is they have the Lambo, but they can't put gas in it or they're struggling to pay their mortgage, right? Or you don't know. They could be in the middle of a divorce. Their whole life's falling apart. You guys just don't know. You have to stay in your own lane or you're just going to become a drifter to what's going on around you and what you see. And nobody wants to be a drifter and you can't make a lot of money while you're drifting. <laughs> yeah. And that brings us to number four, right? So, so far we've talked about, I just want to recap, right? Read books that will influence your mind in a positive way, especially when it comes to how you think about money. I've given you some. We talked about, hey, what is your ideal situation for retirement? Can you write it down? Do you know what it looks like? Can you start visualizing it? Now, what do you have to do to backwards plan? Stop comparing yourself to others. And especially number four, which we get asked this all the time, it's two parts. What are you actually worth in the marketplace? 
How can you have conversations about money to potentially negotiate your salary? So many people don't know this. They're like, man, I don't know my worth in the marketplace. If you've been a VP of marketing for 20 years, I know you have friends. I know you have friends in your industry. Call your friends. If, if, they're, if they have a good money mindset, call your friends. Yeah. Bob, I know you work over at IBM there as a director, VP, and you oversee this department. Hey, can, can you give me a rough estimate of your total comp? Hey, Barb, can you give me a rough estimate of your total comp? Now, every company is going to pay a little different, right? But you need to know what is your value in the marketplace. And don't ever take a step down financially unless, hey, maybe it's for something you're really passionate about. Or, you know, I don't know what the specific thing is because lots of things go into having a good job, right? But the goal, right? What should be the goal each year? To move ahead, to move forward, not backwards, right? In, in titles and compensation. So you have to know what you're worth in the marketplace. Do some market research. Now there's thousands, there's LinkedIn job insights. There is Indeed, there's Glassdoor, there's Compare. Do that, call your friends, right? You should know, call your colleagues, people you work with previously to try to develop, hey, what should I be worth in the marketplace? Which really, that should not even be the question. What is the value of my next upward mobility move in the marketplace is really what you should be asking yourself right now. And if you don't know how to talk about money, oof, you need to send me an email at tim at execupgrades.com and I will send you our salary and negotiation guide for free, which goes over Hey, we've had people double their salary because of the specific word tracks we have, the specific um, email templates we have. So this is my free gift to you today if you just don't know where to start when it comes to negotiating your salary. But hey, a good start would be knowing what you're worth in the marketplace. And before we wrap up, Christine, I want to say one more thing. It's not just knowing what you're worth and having a positive mindset and doing these things. It's being confident, confident about your worth in the marketplace is probably even more important than even knowing what to say. Do you want to touch on that a little bit, Christina? Because I know just like having confidence that's like, hey, I know I'm worth this in the marketplace. Listen, everything in life is a game of confidence. Everything. Sorry. I'm not oh, sure. my Alexa. Alexa. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Everything is a game of confidence and all of the things that we've listed are going to add to your confidence. So when you have those mentors, you're reading the book, you're writing the things down, you're gaining momentum, you have a clear vision, all of that stuff. And then cutting out the money noise. I like to call it money noise. So uh, the wrong people telling you the wrong information, you want to cut that out as much as much as possible. And then when you go into these interview situations, the, having confidence, you're going to project that into the conversation. And that's, that's the only people getting these offers, by the way, people who have gained a certain level of confidence through information. If you don't have the information, hack your way to it by making investments in yourself. And if you don't want to do that right now, then read and tune into as much information as you can. What, what, what would they tell us in elementary school? Knowledge is power. It's, it's everywhere. Knowledge is power. Well, that's it. And everything is a game of confidence. The second thing that adds to that confidence is repetition also and um staying consistent in your action your actions so every time you actually do what you say you're going to do in the job search interview whatever you're, you're going to feel more confident in the way you speak about things 
and then you'll earn more. Everything I just said will, will allow you to earn more and believe that you are worth it. Yep. And the last quote I have for you, hey, if it is to be, it's up to me. No one is going to come to your life and show you how to finance and plan the retirement and all of this stuff, right? No one is coming to help you in your career. No one's coming to give you your dream job. No one's going to come to your house every day to make sure you're doing everything you need to, to stay healthy, to, to do whatever you're, you're struggling with right now. So remember, if it is to be, hey, it's up to you. So get the information you need. And then, sorry, there's two things. Once you get the information, here's the next struggle you're going to have. Just like Christina said, implementation and consistency. Okay, so if you can just get the knowledge, implement, and be consistent with it, Okay. You will be successful no matter what you try. Okay. You will eventually figure it out. For anyone, for anyone, yeah. For anyone listening, well, most of our clients, I would say are somewhere between 45 and 60. I think that's mm -hmm. fair to say. Yeah. Listen, what guys, what I can tell you is it's not too late. I know that that thought that is like too late plays a lot of people. It's, it's not too late. And I know it can be like a sad day when you realize that no one is coming to save you. But guess what happens at that moment when you really accept that and you realize that? Then you get to get excited because you're in control. This is also a big, big common misconception that it's easier to, you know, play victim, blame others, not take responsibility. But it's actually much easier, you know, for you to be in control because then you get to be in the driver's seat. You get to control your own actions. So if you have it in your head that it's just easier to, to blame others, like Tim just said, it's up to you. I promise it's easier for you to just get in the driver's seat because then you can take action and gather data. Yeah. And you need to just tuned in. You need to just saw your comment from LinkedIn say, Hey, I'm just scared. Here's what happens. Here's why people get scared. And we're going to close on this. Okay. People get scared because here's why here's the best analogy I have for anyone who's listening. In the military, imagine going to combat. Imagine going to combat, not knowing you know, how to use your gear, not knowing how to fire your rifle, not knowing how to call for help, not knowing how to navigate in a land where you just have a map. How would you feel? Probably terrified. Now, let's, let's go to the other side. Imagine practicing every single day how to fire your weapon, how to call for help, how to do this, how to do this. Now, are you still going to be a little scared? Absolutely. But typically, scare, uh, scarcity, fear, et cetera, simply becomes from not having a blueprint, a framework, then implementing, then staying consistent. We just gave you the success to life, okay? If you can do that, you will absolutely be successful. If you know you need help in your career, schedule a call with us at execupgrades.com backslash podcast, right? Because there is nothing wrong with you. You are not too old. You are not too young. It's not because you don't have your MBA or bachelor's degree. It, it's none of that, okay? It's because you don't have the information you need to be successful to ascend to these higher levels. That is it. And guess what? You need it. You can have, everyone needs to, everyone needs to realize that fear is something that's not going away. Like fear is like the, the, the like, crappy cousin that comes over to Christmas. Like, you know, it's coming, but like you expect it. Like fear is always going to show up. It's not 100% going away, but if you can have a comfortable relationship with it and not let it be what's driving you and driving the decisions you're making and driving your actions or lack thereof, 
then you're going to be able to get to the root of your fear. Then when somebody hands you a plan, like tactical Tim over here, I should call you tactical Tim. Then you're like unstoppable. I don't go anywhere without a plan. I don't do this podcast without a plan, even though I did say I wanted to test that out and have a party yeah. on. But you don't go anywhere without a plan. Yeah. Well, last thing. Fear. <laughs> I, okay. This is like the 10th last thing. Sorry. Here's the strange thing about fear. The longer you stay fearful, the more fearful you get. Mm -hmm. Have a great week, everyone.